0: You're listening to episode number 307. No, that's not even close. Let me try again. (laughs) And I haven't even started drinking, I swear. Mm. You're listening to episode 207 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email to 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or you can just give us money by donating via PayPal. A link is also available at 360vegaspodcast.com.
1: Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas.
2: Our Vegas functions on a 24-hour a day schedule. Who's the casino? Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio, Riviera, the Mirage, Flamingo, Sahara, the MGM Grand. This
3: isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I wanna gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck.
0: The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of the road. I think probably anywhere in the world.
1: Kicking ass in Vegas.
0: Vegas, baby. Vegas,
1: baby.
0: Welcome to Las Vegas.
3: We're back doing this again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and I feel a little. <laughs> oh
3: my goodness! No, no. You know what it is? I thought when I was re- when I was getting ready to do the show. You know how I always try to think about things like how I'm gonna start the show, and I was like, I'm gonna be like, oh I God, we're back. You're like, what would be even funny if you're like. Ugh. To do this shit again <laughs>
2: <laughs> but i think tony started to say it and I, I think i agree with him it feels like it's been forever it
0: has right it's been two fucking weeks it feels like forever yeah yeah yeah. i agree i agree it's um it's fun to be back though and uh and and i'm excited so uh why don't we actually we well and we've you've had a good reason that you were gone you had family in town two weeks ago that's right we
3: had a staycation <laughs> with my sister her uh, her family her husband and her kids and uh
0: God, that was so much fun.
2: Yeah, but imagine our house with four kids in it, ranging Ranging from from 8 to to 17.
0: 17. (laughs) Jeez. Well, I got to concede, though, you you guys have mentioned on the show and kind of debated amongst yourselves back and forth. But, Karen, you've made the analogy about how Mark has two nieces that are a lot like the Haley and Alex characters from my oh, family family oh my yeah god big time yeah. still yeah. So, even more and well and yeah. i'll tell you what was so fun is there was one particular picture that was posted where you had your one niece who was kind of glamming it up for the camera. She had her her hip popped out and her right, head was right. all. <laughs> and then you had the other girl who's wearing the flannel shirt standing there with her hair all t- tucked behind her ear, like, Hi, I'm the practical one. Right. I'm the smart one. I'm the one that's going to get scholarships to go to college. Right. And the other one's like, I'm going to marry Rich. I it. I'm good. I'm just i'm gonna marry rich. the
2: worst part about that comparison they are very different like that but i feel bad for our oldest niece because being compared to the oldest daughter of modern family is other than the fact that she's gorgeous which our niece is yeah is not a compliment in any other way and no. she is so not personality wise like that but she is boy but crazy no well, silently
3: no. boy crazy
2: about one boy well, fair enough. They've That's been fair. together That's over fair. a year. It's fair. It's not like she's jumping all over the but place. But it was really
3: my nephews, and he's a lot I'd...
2: smarter than um. What was? What's the oldest? Uh,
3: yeah,
2: no, but the old. No, the oldest. Um, yeah, the
3: dumb guy. We know. Yeah, yeah. he's he's way better. Than Move that. along. Let's get oh, to the nephews. Oh,
0: the boyfriend is yeah. smarter than the TV boyfriend. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: By but far. the nephews Got were you. the ones that we that I, I didn't really expect to have as much fun as I did with them. It was. Uh, uh, imagine I didn't this. know what to expect. Well, but no, but w- imagine this basically eight people in the same household swimming, drinking, playing video games
2: well four of them drinking and
3: constantly ripping on each other constantly teasing each other
2: well, seven of the eight constantly oh my God, It was so on much on fun. Other, but hey,
3: Aiden tried. He tried. No, I meant me. Oh.
2: <laughs> I was. I did not get in. You guys were brutal. Well, I, I don't know how forth. many times
3: you said, you're like going, my God, you're a brother and sister.
2: <laughs> oh, you and Brandy went after it. I was like, oh, gee, that's what I remember. Like I, I remember she Brandy. stepped
3: in the house, and we were fucking at each other's oh, yeah. throats.
2: <laughs> I mean, I remember Brandy when she was still, you know, a teenager, and because that's when you and I got together. She was still really young, and it just... I was like, oh, wait, that's the relationship that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but wait, now you have kids that are younger, actually kids that are older than you were when I met you, and it's all still doing that. Okay, great. Yeah, it yeah was, that's it a was weird feeling. That for the, that makes you feel old, too. For the
3: first time ever, I got kids. I don't want them, but I got them.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we had a blast. That's cool. It was we had super, a, It was so fun. much fun. I mean, just getting to know, because that was honestly the first time that we've spent any time with the the two younger ones the The two younger ones
3: i i had spent some time with albert at Vegas vacation too
2: and i hadn't seen him we were trying to figure it out it's been more than 10 years it's amazing
3: like like i couldn't be happier for my sister to to find such a such a guy that that adores her she's so happy with her like i couldn't be more happy for somebody like like if i was like i just want you to be as happy as you can be like this is as happy as i can be like I'm thrilled. Oh yeah. I'm and and but
2: doesn't stop us from I now Brandy and Albert I both made I made fun of both of them. I just wasn't as mean to the kids as you were. Oh my
3: god, I was <laughs> relentless.
2: <laughs> So anyway, yeah. So so that was why I think the first weekend we skipped because we knew they were coming down, and the second weekend was because we needed to recoup. So, right. Um, it, no, I'm not kidding. Fun exhausted. It, it was great. No, it was great having them gone. But I'm not kidding. Once having them Once gone, the house was empty. I know, I no, that. but once the house was empty, I'm like, oh my god, it's quiet. Oh, thank you. I mean, you don't realize. You know that you're used to your home a certain way. Right, right. And it's not until... and it, Invaded isn't the right word, but until you have this <laughs> crowd of people coming in and sort of taking over, and you enjoy every minute when they're there, but and you hate to see them go. Really hated to see them go. I, I've said they kind
3: of <laughs> ruined my pool. It's not nearly as much fun when you're not constantly berating or... Doing something semi athletic, you know, c- competitively, you know.
2: Oh my God, there was a ball. Mark went and bought how many more new pool toys, and we, we finally bought noodles because we didn't understand what the per- point of noodles was. Rocketing and bought noodles, but
3: there's apparently um, a whole fucking thing.
2: It, it just, yeah, so Mark now by himself, he's like, yeah, nobody play with no me no in the really pool.
3: Nobody catching it. I'm throwing a football, but no one's catching it. Asgard's like, what is it? Stop throwing that. Why are you throwing that? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before Enough. we start the show, we have one update that we need to make uh, regarding Asgard. I know there's been a lot of people that were concerned. We reported on social media that uh, we learned at 18 months that he has uh, early onset hip dysplasia, yes. and basically what that means, he's a large breed, and and it's it's, it's, common, common. it's in, very common in large breeds. But basically it means his hips are shitty. Kind of think of an old man; his hips are kind of kind of tore up, and they're only gonna get worse as as he goes. He's never going to recover from it. It's never going yeah, to get better. You,
2: you get over or um, it heals and you don't have it anymore.
3: All, all you can do is properly treat it with supplements and diet and exercise. And, and he's still more than likely going to live a very long, healthy, active life. It's just, you know, that's something that we dealt with with Loke in the end. So uh,
2: it was a bit of a shock. We weren't anything, expecting The emotional
3: it. turmoil of, yeah. of reliving that for a moment, you know, seeing that. You know we saw him acting a bit a little bit slow to get up and that was a little concerning well, And that's why us. we took
2: him in yeah. and i'm glad that we did um
3: we've learned we, we've got a plan he's going to be fine uh, he's already and honestly acting. yeah and
2: oh. even in the last two days
3: just yeah the, the his energy that on, level yeah.
2: is way up and Big he's time. moving better and stuff already so he's going yeah, he, he to be fine
3: he's absolutely going to be fine this is something he's we all lucky
2: we, he's got us as parents because yeah. we will take very good <laughs> right. care of him
3: i mean he's a. Uh, 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 like I said, it's always a gamble when you get larger breeds. A lot of people have, have you know, given us support and encouragement about, you know, they have a larger breed and they have the they same problem the and they've lived long, healthy yeah. lives. And like, we know. It, and it I just, really
2: appreciate, I oh, mean, all oh the, my goodness, you, so you hear the diagnosis and you immediately go to.
3: Especially because of Loke. Well, Especially for because you, of it
2: was because of Loke. That wasn't for me. Loke was just at the end of his life. And, but, and I look at it differently because he it didn't made, have hip No, disorder. I know. Okay. I know. But
3: what it did is it immediately. That was the initial fear. Is I'm like, that seems eerily familiar. And I'm like, let's just check it out, maybe. And they're like, yeah, there's a problem. And it just kind of smacked me in the face for a second. And you had to go, he's a young guy. We know how this works. It's fine. Oh, yeah, it's I had visions in my out. head
2: of, of, okay, so he's not going to be able to go to the bathroom or get up. And we're going to have to, you know, carry him and hip replacement surgery and all this kind of stuff. And which... It's still possible down the road but, but it
3: was with Lope, too and many big
1: dogs
2: yeah and, yeah and I just I really appreciate the folks that responded with positive stories about hey my guy had this diagnosis or, or my pup or whatever and you know this is what we did and he's happy and healthy and you know 12 years old and, and 10 years old and all this stuff so right. I, I really appreciate that because that was really what we needed It wasn't something that I ever expected to hear. When we
3: knew that, it just, you know, like I said, the combination of Loke and how young this guy is and that this is a little bit different than what happened to Loke, you know, was just more of, um, it it was just, once again, the community are like going, oh my God, it's like, I was just down for a second and you guys just kind of put me way over. I was down
2: for a little bit longer, but as soon as, you know, posted something out there, really appreciated all the love and the support. so. So, yeah. Again. Thank you. <laughs> yeah,
3: he's fine. He's fine. It's, it's uh, We know what to do,
0: and we're, we're already working on it. That's impressive, because when my grand, grandfather had hip dysplasia, we just took him out in the woods and shot him. So. <laughs> oh.
3: Yeah, but oh, I that's... imagine he's not nearly as cuddly and adorable as this guy. Come on.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, fair point, but we also had to take him outside for him to shit, so it, it, all, <laughs> it all worked out all the same. <laughs> All right, well, listen, let's start the show. He's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. Of the five casinos robbed
3: in the original Oceans, Oceans. Where? I've wow. not seen that movie. Welcome back.
2: <laughs> How many beers have you consumed? It's not not as many as you would think,
3: but, you know, clearly more than, I don't know, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm rusty. Shut up. Uh, of the five casinos robbed in the original Ocean's Eleven, starring Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., and Dean Martin, only one still exists today that is the flamingo the other four are the sahara riviera the dunes and the desert inn i got that because i'm intelligent and i've watched that movie (laughs) and i was able to just
0: go holy shit those are all gone (laughs) how how did this particular random vegas come to be what what made you go you know what we should talk about the show the casinos that aren't there anymore from the original Uh, oceans 11 how how did that come to be
3: (laughs) you're gonna love this this is the add in me so here here's here's the connection so i saw that they're finishing up destroying the riviera and then i also knew that they came out with the new ghostbusters with with the girl version and they're working (laughs) on an oceans 11 reboot that is an all-girl version it made me think about the actual original version of oceans Uh, 11 boom
0: nice nice that's fantastic because I saw that article today about how they got they added a couple new big names it's to it's a this pretty new... impressive lineup so far yeah it's a yeah. pretty
3: impressive lineup but then again I'm skeptical I would argue that the lineup they had in in, in Ghostbusters was was pretty good too and I haven't seen it to be fair but I, I was less than, than impressed
0: well well a bad script is always a bad script right I mean it's not right. their fault yeah what are you gonna do hmm. all right good well fascinating that was that was very cool Uh, how about the twit pick of the week acknowledging the resurrection of Luxor as a hell of a place to gamble
3: thanks in large part to friend of the show Michael Patton and his team God Zeus decided to draw your attention to them via his mighty thunderbolt officially decreeing them the place of preference of the gods captured in spectacular fashion and shared by at Brooks K Peterson Odin could not
0: be reached for comment, but Lord Ganesh said that he thought it was pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? For once, eh, that's not fair to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. For once, your puffery here on <laughs> <laughs> the Twit Pick of the Week matches the true awe of that particular picture
2: I like, for once yikes <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs>
0: usually i'm like oh for god's sake i'm with you on that yep. usually what Should i'm going for <laughs> used car dealerships because that those commercials <laughs> pale in comparison to your twit pics but no 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 this was it was an excellent write-up because guys it, it go immediately Pretty and go check now. out
2: yeah. it's a really cool and even i think it's a cool photo yeah, yeah.
0: it's gorgeous it was gorgeous that was cool I would I one time in all of my trips to Vegas now one time did I ever have I ever been to Vegas during a a thunderstorm like that and it is both awe inspiring and scary as shit because you're out in the desert so I mean the 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 lightning has nowhere to go and right. it's just you see the clouds roll in it's it's and in the flooding i mean people aren't kidding when you see the videos of what they post in vegas and it doesn't take a whole lot of rain to get that kind of movement water movement right. uh through the down the strip but this was gorgeous picture so i understand why uh brooks k peterson is the twit pick of the week.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: As always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets, Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. Let's move into the news. There was a nitrogen leak scare at Luxor.
3: On Monday, July 25th, around 5 a.m., Alarms alerted Luxor security of a possible hazardous materials leak. The area of concern was right outside of Chris Angel's theater where a 5,000-gallon tank of liquid nitrogen is located. I'm not fixing that. Listen what? Shut up. <laughs> the area was evacuated and secured so the fire department could investigate the scene in hazmat suits. However, no leak was found. What they did find is the alarms were triggered because the filters in the system needed to be replaced.
2: So there wasn't actually anything wrong except for the fact that they weren't taking care of their equipment, which could have resulted in something on, really bad. Come on, dirty luck store. Come on.
0: You know. We love him, we love him. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fair. But what's funny is cause we had we ate dinner at um Tacos and Tequila yeah. at, at Luxor, right? Yep. Which is fascinating. They clearly don't have any sort of methane alarm system because I was leaking all sorts of methane <laughs> after eating at the, that Mexican joint. So what I
3: love about him is is I walk into virtually everything he does. I'm like, what happens? So there's a methane thing. Oh god damn. He's making a fart
0: joke. He's 12. All right, all right. So In-N-Out Burger is coming to the Link. Despite
3: little visible progress, since it was confirmed that In-N-Out Burger would open a location on the Vegas Strip in the Link Promenade, Vegas Eater found the filings and shared the details on what they have planned. It will be located between the Sprinkles Cupcake Store and Flour and Barley Pizza, so behind the fountain. It will be built underneath the Brooklyn Bowl concert venue, be 5,000 square foot plus, feature a mezzanine and outdoor patio and have enough room to accommodate 92 guests behind the fountain with maximum occupancy of 147 inside. Construction costs are estimated at 1.7 million plus. Despite the lack of progress, plans are still to open this fall. Have either of you ever had In-N-Out Burger? No.
0: I have. What do you think? I was actually gonna ask you guys the exact same question. Jen and I went out there, uh, I think on a, maybe our second or third trip, we rented a car and wanted to check out places like Red Rock and whatnot. And uh, we'd gotten into town super late, at least for our our time, and we were starving. And we said, you know what? We were driving past it on like Tropicana or Flamingo, one, one of those roads right off the strip. And All we right. said, let's try this place out. It's just a fast food burger joint. Yeah.
1: It That's is the reason why deep. I think
0: people uh, love either White Castle or they love uh, Tim Hortons or the reason they love Krispy Kreme donuts. I mean, typically they're things that you don't have in your area. You got to travel somewhere out, outside of your geographic region of the country to get. I, I don't I just don't see the I just don't see the the pull so for right. this place. For the
2: record, nobody should like or crave White Castle
3: <laughs> it's your it's your oh, opinion oh no those are just and, and mine anyway, Many, yeah. <laughs> but and but and mine I so. kind of always thought good. that that was the case like I think the best burger that I'd never heard of that I thought was really good was Whataburger like, do you remember that burger we had it down in, in Destin in Florida did we? Oh, my God. I loved Whataburger. I fucking I, See, it I don't amazing. even
2: remember it. Because I, I, people have asked me. They have them around here. And I'm like, no, I've never eaten one. They're I don't even remember here? eating it. No. Uh, well, I thought it was really good. They great, have but them I'm in Jackson sure and stuff.
3: It was, it was one of those things where it was just like the perfect. Like, they just happened to make a really great burger. And I'm like, oh, let's try this brand new place. Oh, my God. I've never had this burger. Oh, my God. It's really good. Like, I'm sure if it were something that you regularly did, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's water burger. I mean, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> I kind of figured that was In-N-Out Burger.
2: Well, the the one thing with In-N-Out Burger that they their claim to fame is they have a secret menu that you can order all this stuff that's not actually. Well, that on seems kind of
3: dickish to me because when I roll up, I'm like, what can I order? It's like, can I just start asking for random things? I'm like, I would like pizza. Like, we don't serve pizza. But like. Do no, you not serve pizza? They're blood?
2: different type, types <laughs> of burgers.
0: <laughs> do, do I need to give the secret handshake? Right. <laughs> All right, take your pants off. <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus. But yeah, I, I, that's their whole claim to fame. I, like I said, I've never had one. I'm So they're
0: dicks is what we're learning. We're
2: and di- no,
3: out burgers, a bunch of dicks.
2: I don't think so, because they'll make you just about anything if you know what to ask for. So we're working. They make it your way. Okay, yeah, that's... We're right. not going to go there they can keep it their way cuz those are <laughs> hey the whoppers oh a quality wait burger. no did you did you see the um the cheetos crusted mac and cheese bites that they offered no but
3: that sounds frightening doritos yeah, i get right. at pbr i get that cheetos i'm like ooh, pump so, the brakes so you don't know,
2: had to go try them cuz i'm like Okay, so they can't get Doritos because Taco Bell already has that on oh, lockdown. I didn't
3: think of that. Yeah,
2: Cheetos. Okay, same Frito company. though, right? Same, same company. company. Okay, might not be too bad. Yeah, don't, don't ever, don't.
3: Cheetos to me have always been, uh, other than Flaming Hot. Like I love Flaming Hot. Yeah. The Cheetos intended. was not the worst. But part. like Cheetos in general, okay. well. <laughs> the Cheetos were not. All right, let me finish it my was, point. Yeah. <laughs> so Cheetos in general, to me, like just eating regular cheese Cheetos, like that to me is like, oh, I can't, I can't do a whole lot. Even one of, like little baby bags, like I can't finish one of those. So the idea of you throwing that into macaroni and cheese, yeah, that seems. Oh a no, bit it, much. it
2: looked like a mozzarella stick. It wasn't in macaroni what? and cheese. It looked like a mozzarella stick, but it was a mac and cheese stick. So that all was that shit's crusted. Inside. Right, that was crusted with Cheetos. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't okay, don't weird. try it.
0: Uh, <laughs> Karen, I guess the <laughs> the better question is, you thought to yourself, you know who I bet would make an excellent Cheeto Mac and Cheese? <laughs> a fast food restaurant. Let's go and give that a whirl. Oh, I'm disappointed. Oh, I'm really shocked.
2: No, 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 no. So you have to understand. Hey, there's a lot of places, fast
0: food restaurants, that experiment. They're like, oh, it's
2: pretty good. No, no, no. Hold on, but but. Okay, we everybody knows I work for a quick service restaurant. Fine.
3: Uh, I don't think we've ever fully established. No, they all that, know. They figured done. it
2: out. We just won't tell them which one. So, mm. but part of it is doing a competitive test. So it happened to be one day where my team and I went out, and we because I'd never tried the chicken fries, so we got the chicken fries and we got mm-hmm. the
3: Those Cheetos really good.
2: mac and cheese sticks. And we also then went to Wendy's and got at the time they had like a mozzarella bacon something burger. Wendy's
3: does some good shit. Well, they used to. So, you know,
2: we were, we just kind of stopped at a couple places and, and, you know, it's kind of funny,
3: we're not announcing who it is you're affiliated with, we announced all (laughs) these other fucking (laughs) places. All all the places you don't work. Right. Exactly. Like, I think we're fucking narrowing this down. Yeah. But
2: so the, the thing I'm grateful for is we went to Burger King first to get that food because it was so awful that we couldn't get the taste out of our mouth until we went to Wendy's, and we're like, okay, all right, this tastes so good. And I kind of wish I would have tried it again to figure out if it really was (laughs) that good. I
3: don't know if it's that good, guys, but it was way better.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, no, no, there was, honestly, there was no, and, again, we've talked about PBR Rock Bar has the Doritos crusted mac and cheese, which is so good. How bad can it be? And I forgot right? it was Burger King. Uh, right, um, it was fast food in general. To your, yeah. yeah, to
3: your point. So I can't believe they went with the cheese stick variation. It, that,
2: it's it's like a cheese stick, oh, but it's a mac and cheese stick with that's crusted and cheese. You know
3: something I did try that I thought was fast food. This is it's completely. Well, I mean I, it's on the same we're topic. Way but, yeah, we're okay. way off on tangent. Is there's um, I know, I, I, there, it's one of those fast food restaurants it's called Checkers by us. But aren't they like rallies all over the Rally's place? Rallies and Checkers and, yeah, are yeah, the it same. Like a, yeah. so they had. French? No, what was it? Uh, um, grill, grilled cheese bites. Grilled cheese bites. Ooh, that they sounds were good. really good, man. Other really? than you got to be careful when you get them right away because cheese is, gets really fucking hot. <laughs> the
2: one right down the street?
3: Yes, it's not there anymore. It was a special thing that they had. But I, I saw it. Like I was in, you know, Why doing whatever. Why didn't you tell me? Doing whatever. It was a very short. Time. I apologize. I, I feel I disappointed you.
2: You did. Yeah. But- <laughs>
3: Our young man is on his supplements and feeling good.
2: Sorry, if, if he heard a thunk, the dog just walked in or pounced in the room. And, <laughs> and there no, right
3: I feel so good. But yeah, I, I actually thought it was pretty good. Other than, you know, you got to be be aware how yeah. hot the cheese is with is within. But yeah, it's pretty good. I'll keep an eye out. I apologize if they ever bring it back. It sounds it was good. pretty good. Yeah, yeah it was. Right. Neonopolis continues to develop. It's well documented what a huge failure Neonopolis has been. Since the original opening, they've turned over every single tenant they had when they originally opened in 2002. It was sold to its current owner four years later at a quarter of the cost. The RJ reports that today, only a quarter of the Annapolis, 240,000 leasable space is occupied. However, by 2017, the building should be half full. Coming next month, will be a concept that had previously existed at neonopolis however with the success of the now closed insert coins management believes neonopolis would be the perfect place to resurrect the concept in some incarnation that we all formerly know as insert coins it's not going to be insert coins but it's going to be something like that it will be located on the first floor in a 3,500 square foot space Sadly, the article was no more specific than that, but reviewing the available spaces, odds are you'll find it either by the Ultimate Sports Card Shop or some other place along the back area of the Inner Promenade. It was also announced that Fat Papa's Italian restaurant will set up their, quote, mob-run Streets of Old Chicago theme in a 9,000 square foot space on the second floor fremont side of neonopolis with plans to open in early 2017 again while the article didn't specify which space all three located off of fremont are currently available plans were shared to have an old cadillac converted into an elevator to carry diners to the second floor balcony an interesting factoid neonopolis
2: top-selling tenant denny's well duh really It's a restaurant, a cheap restaurant I guess. in downtown Vegas. That can't surprise anybody. You know,
3: I think it's probably more surprising that Denny's wasn't already in one of the casinos
0: on Fremont. Yeah, it's a good call. Yeah, you're right. I don't know that I've got a whole lot to say about this. It, it, it's always been a very empty building, even from when I first started going. Oh, yeah. And, and I assume the answer is yes, but I'm going to ask anyway, is that Toy Shack, the guy that Got made famous on Pawn Stars. Is his is his toy store no longer in Indianapolis? Anymore? Oh no, no it's, it's still, still there. there. It's still there. Yeah. Oh. well, you said. Oh well, technically, you original. did say none of the original.
3: The original, right, none right. of the original tenants are there. But <laughs> he was they about are. to call
2: you out on something.
3: No, I, I, I'm a fan of Indianapolis. I've always found it disappointing that that there there's way more potential there. And I think what they're doing now, you know, with Banger Brewery and the Toy Store, and you know, even the International Eatery, they have other weird things that we wouldn't even go, like Telemundo. Uh, for Vegas is located on the third floor. It's that's their studio. I just think it's a very clever use of the space. They're they're really they're really going. Listen, we're just reinventing this. We have space available. Anything can go. on. You don't need to be a retail shop. You don't need to be a restaurant. You know, I mean, obviously we encourage those things, but. Fuck it, we'll do anything in here. And it's we
2: need tenants.
3: I know, right? (laughs) So far it seems to be serving them, and I hope it continues to. Huh. How about the Trump
0: Taj Mahal closing?
3: (laughs) In a perfect blend of everyone we don't like loses. We are thrilled to report that following the longest strike in Atlantic City's thirty-eight year casino history, the Taj Mahal is closing after Labor Day. That means that the unions who decided to strike against the property only two years after the market lost four casinos and over 8,000 jobs, they caused another 3,000 to lose their jobs as well as reduced the number of casinos in the market to seven. Well done. Unions. (laughs) Unions. Love you guys. It also means new owner Carl Icahn is getting fucked as well. Hooray! Although, in truth, if there is a property on the Atlantic City boardwalk that could be sold and re-opened, and reopened, it's probably the Taj Mahal. Management issued a statement that said they, quote, can no longer operate a money-losing property in the midst of a strike, unquote. Quote again, currently the Taj is losing multi-millions a month, and now, with this strike, we see no path to profitability, unquote. The major issue of contention was a request to restore health and pension benefits workers lost when the market began its epic disintegration in 2014. ICON agreed to restore the benefits, but not at the levels the employees had at the time that they lost them. The union didn't like that, so they rejected the deal. A union rep responded to the news of the closing by saying, quote, A few million bucks and he could have had labor peace and a content workforce but instead he'd rather slam the door shut on these long-term workers just to punish them unquote so to be clear if he would just agree to lose
2: even more money
3: (laughs) he would still have this casino open he'd
2: have happy people he wouldn't be making money losing more but he'd have happy employees oh my
3: god i i I, my fear is if i were to ever act out Aggressively towards someone, it would be the head of a union to just choke the fucking life out of them. Like, going, do you realize the goal of business is to make money, not to fucking pay its goddamn employees? All right, it's a fucking, it's it's a whole thing. It's a a triangle of of things. Hold
2: on, you gotta be careful with what you said. You have to pay your employees in order to make money. I agree. What the unions want is not for you to pay your employees a fair wage. They want your employees to unionize so the employees. Pay into the union, which then makes the union bosses money.
3: All of you are supposed to be working to make the company profitable. Yes, you share those profits in some variation, and you should be sharing them fairly. I agree with that, and I understand unions originally needed to come in for that. But now they basically just want to rape and destroy a company to get whatever it is they want, regardless of how it affects the business in any way. So I love that the unions once again, 3,000 people out of jobs. All right, how much did you pay into that fucking abortion? Well done, you piece of shit. Icon told the Associated Press that he lost nearly 100 million on the Taj in the past 18 months, which, you know, I mean, that makes me smile. I mean, that's. (laughs) I love that 3,000 union idiots lost their jobs and Carl Icon lost $100 million. I'm thrilled at this
0: news. (laughs) I am thrilled. I had a shitty week. I'm now happy. Listen, we we've, we spoke about it before, but I think it, it bears repeating. I liken this whole scenario to somebody who was on their deathbed, and they're slowly starting to uh, come out of their coma. And you go, oh, well, it's, we can go ahead and shut off the life support because they're starting to come out of their coma. And that's exactly what happened here. When they struck, when they went on strike, they were only just starting to come yes. out of their recessionary coma. And then everybody decides they want to strike. I That's... At any rate, I... I
3: totally agree that you couldn't have said it any better with Tony.
2: Yeah. And the whole labor piece. I hate it when they throw out that thing. Oh, they could have had labor peace. No, what that is, is we're going to pay you a shitload of money for doing the same fucking jobs that you have no skills to do anything other than this right now.
3: Let's be honest Uh and and call it what we've called it before. This is domestic terrorism. Unions are domestic terrorists. Period.
2: The the sad thing... uh, 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 All right. Can I get on my soapbox? Well, go it? For, for it. Go. Yeah, get up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let me. Hang on. Hang on. Let me. Let me slide the soapbox up for you. I right, Appreciate
2: it. me let 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 get stand the mic just
0: you know just right. Okay. We're all, all right. All there we right go. I'm up
2: on the box. Okay. Right. There we go. So, the whole issue I have with these labor unions, and this goes back to the whole fight for 15 and everything else, and living wage You need to pay these people a living wage. They don't give a shit about the living wage. The people organizing this do not care about what you're making. They want you to join the union, so you pay dues and make them money. That is it. If you you think
3: these guys give us money, we can do it for you. If you you
2: think that a labor union that approaches you gives two shits, maybe in the beginning, slightly, but even then there was still a business model. No, 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 no. There was still
3: a business model in the beginning.
2: Their business now today. I'm not talking. Back in the day, unions started for a very good reason. I agree. I'm talking about unions today they form they have people backing them with millions and millions of dollars and here's the thing They've been spending hundreds of millions on this whole fight for 15 and it hasn't happened yet. So guess what's happening? Their backers are getting pissed off. They're demanding more action. So you're going to see much more of this fight for 15, fair living wage, all this bullshit because they're like, oh, shit, we've been you know fighting and spending all these backers money. And the backers are expecting the union to get more people enrolled who pay more dues that then can give money back. If people don't think unions are a business... They're fucking stupid. They're not there for the workers. They're there for the big wigs that are running unions.
3: And if you honestly think being a fucking uh, counter checkout person at fucking Walmart is uh, how you should make a living, then you deserve to fucking die in poverty. You deserve to. You shouldn't be making $15 doing what a goddamn high school student should be doing. Or, or let's be honest, a goddamn computer because I haven't gone to a human if I can fucking avoid it <laughs> in a good 5 to 10 years.
2: Which is why those are now becoming more popular. Good. But I, I will say this. If people think that raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour is the answer...
3: All all it's doing is encouraging computers. No,
2: (laughs) what's gonna happen is the inflationary effect. So the people that employ you, that now have to pay you 15 have to recoup this somehow. Know, so they're right? going to start charging more for their... all of a sudden your
3: Big Mac costs $10. bucks.
2: they are going to start charging more for goods and services. Sorry. So what it does is it raises. It's not like the price of everything is going to stay the same because you now make $15 an hour. I would argue... If you're getting double minimum wage right now, which is what you earned and deserved before, guess what? Everything is going to cost you double really soon. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to be back in the same fucking spot. If you want to make more money... Learn a fucking skill. Right? Right, exactly. All right, I'm done. I'll shut up. I'll express the hate mail. I like it. Sorry. That was excellent.
0: That was excellent. I, I couldn't say it myself. I couldn't say it better myself. It was that was incredibly well thought out and well explained well we're pretty intelligent on this show tony we're pretty intelligent well you walk through but you walk the listener through step by step where so here's the premise here's the problem with the premise here's the outcome based on what you think your premise ultimately would resolve but instead that's what actually would actually occur this is what's going to happen people
2: If, if you think your life is going to be so much better, yeah, no. I would not. like to say we aren't entirely pro-business,
3: like, fuck everybody out there. We're, like, everybody work together. We know how much—I agree some companies should be fucking paying people more money, but let's all be serious. Let's look at the cost. Let's look at what it takes to do this. Everybody gets a cut of it.
2: Well, so, yeah, okay. If Not, you're
3: more intelligent, you should be getting more of a cut as opposed to, and, and here's what your I, fries.
2: What I hate is when these you know, union folks parade out when they do these Fight for 15 or whatever the heck they're calling it because they've changed the name. And I don't remember what it is. But whenever they parade out... Pay
3: the dummies? I,
2: no, 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 no. no. They have a whole other campaign. Living Wage is what they're calling it now. When they parade out, the person says, I've been working at McDonald's for seven years and I'm still making minimum wage. No fucking shit. Hold on. Hold on. What they fail to notice is... They have offered this person several opportunities to go to a class, to work more hours, to learn more skills so that they can get promoted. And the person's like, nah. Well, if you remember, that was one of the things that more. they complained
3: about at the Taj, like going, I've been I've been serving drinks at the buffet for 17 years and I haven't gotten a raise like no fucking shit, idiot. That's something anybody can do. Well
2: and at some point you max out. If you don't a learn great, a new right. skill. You, you're going you, max out. You do have
3: a limited value, idiot. Let's say we have an automatic drink dispenser, or we have you.
2: You <laughs> may have to cut some max. I'm just aggravating
3: Yeah, whatever. Sorry. Let's move but on. But thank you, Tony. We're I'm, not cutting shit. Well, Tony, on. I'm
2: glad that you didn't tell me that I was completely off base, or I didn't say it right. But the fact that you were like, good points, valid points. I'm like, okay, the lawyer agreed with me.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, Fremont Nightclub is coming. Despite multiple attempts
3: and failures... Once again, someone thinks that they know the magic formula for a successful Fremont Street nightclub, and they're wrong. This time, it will be located in the space formerly home to Insert Coins. Plans are to have the space pull double duty, a sports bar and lounge during the day, and after 10 p.m., a nightclub. The basic layout will remain the same as it was at Insert Coins. The dance floor will be located in the back, and the main bar will remain at the front of the space in the center. The nightclub will have genre-themed nights, which may be the only really clever thing that they've got going for them. I still don't think it's going to make it work, though. But they have genre-themed nights. It's going to feature audience-friendly music from the 80s, 90s, Top 40, and electronic, to name a few. A 500-square-foot patio addition is planned as well. The name of the project has not been revealed, nor was there a planned opening date. (laughs)
0: Okay, <laughs> I know,
3: right? Hashtag fail, right? Or something I, stupid I, like that. I don't
2: care. Yeah,
3: I, I, it's not gonna work.
2: Unless the only the only thing. That, I like
3: the themes. That's it.
2: Hold on, the only thing that could work is if you know the whole downtown revitalization and the Zappos folks that are still living down there, whatever. If they're looking they, for a
3: nightclub, that,
2: <laughs> it, that might be right, right up their alley. I'm they're serious. Like, oh my god!
3: You know what? I've been looking for this. Like, on we'll, we'll build and it, I, I mean, and I can really walk
2: good. home. That would be perfect. That's I. That's, I agree.
3: I, I, I can't. I
2: And if they happen to tap into a couple of crazy drunks that are staying on Fremont Street to come down there that want to do the nightclub thing on the cheap, it's entirely possible.
0: That's brilliant. I'm it's just a, saying. It's a, it's a, no, it's a brilliant point. I don't know. They've got gold diggers at uh, Golden Nugget. But
3: isn't it really just loud music and drinking? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> like, you guys want to dance? going. Like, oh, no, we just want to stay here and drink. Like, all right, you can do that, too.
0: I guess, so if, in my mind's eye, I'm, I'm going back and kind of picturing what, um, what insert coins looked like. The thing about insert coins is you've got the bar right in the smack dab middle of the facility. Right, right. And granted, I'll concede, I don't go to nightclubs in vegas so maybe that's how they're currently set up but it seems like it would be difficult there's not a whole lot of room at least again in my mind's eye in that back area i remember there being the little corner where people would dance when um while insert coins was still open but even if you expanded all the way across the the, to the other side of the building it's still not a very big dance floor. Oh, I
3: mean, it's it's not going to be a Vegas nightclub, but it it's like any bar that makes the effort to have a DJ and a dance floor. I mean, I, I would say what, uh, babe, would you say a third of Insert Coins was okay. the dance floor? I'm having Maybe a, a hard, quarter?
2: I'm having a hard time remembering it because honestly, I, I just pictured what I remember is this vast open space. I don't remember this bar in the middle that Tony's talking about in the middle of the floor, so I'm not the right person to ask. I was only in there once. Once was enough to I'm going once to say, I'm gonna
3: say conservatively, a quarter of that place was a, was a dance floor, and, and it sounds like they're just basically doing the same thing. I mean, to me, I've been in several bars where, you know, you're at the bar, and it's primarily about drinking and playing some, you know, darts or whatever, and they're like, hey, we got a dance floor over here, too. We got a DJ that's going to, you guys want to dance? That, that's what I recall. They, like. they
2: better upgrade the seating areas then and ha- figure out a way for people to still get, you know, sloppy drunk and try to pick each other up because then that's what the rest of the nightclubs are if they're not dancing. Otherwise, there's no point in having this ultra-loud music if you don't have a space to dance on it. Uh, we'll see. Uh-huh.
0: All right. Well, here's something I am actually interested in, the Monte Carlo renovations.
2: Finally,
3: some details were released regarding what MGM has planned for the renovation that will turn Monte Carlo into Park MGM. <laughs> it all begins October 3rd. That's when the pools will close. To be fair, they were going to close at that point anyway, but... At that point not only will they close the pools they will close all of the retailers and snack vendors on what they call the street of dreams so basically that entire promenade walking up to the pool area is gone that includes the food court the pub that's closing as well what isn't clear is if the shortcut to aria will be blocked off during the renovations apparently this entire area is going to be renovated into nomad including their own section of the pool area and all that stuff it was confirmed what was previously speculated that nomad will take over what is currently known as hotel 32 the top three floors of the property there are no plans to change the gaming floor footprint at the property i know the food court is planned to close i can't remember if it's at october 3rd or just very shortly after but it it is all planned to go there's a pretty good shot that now that they're doing their upgrade to Park MGM or MGM, with Park MGM, that there will be no food court when when they're done. But
0: I'm highly unimpressed with this whole thing. And I'm, I'm a little concerned that we're losing another mid-grade hotel to something that's going to be a, a you know a little bit more uh, you know pricier than what it should be and yeah. needs to be. Yeah. But. You know, we'll see. I, You know, I've said the same thing, though, about the Link, and I don't think that they have irrationally priced the Link. Maybe when it first opened. Maybe right. when Link very first opened. But I think within the first year of the Link being the Link, they got their pricing back in check. Because there was right, a time right. when I went, whoa. Ho, ho, ho. You you are still the Imperial Palace right. with a boob <laughs> job. So,
2: with a boob job? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Caught me for... uh, The
3: one thing I'll say about the Vegas market is it doesn't really matter what they do. That market adjusts itself, whether they like it or not. If you want to force Monte Carlo to become higher end, there are going to be properties that are going to adapt. Like, listen, this market needs this much. Like, Think about it. The high end is the one that suffered when the economy died. Did it not? Because they had fucking too much, and it's been readjusted. And the same thing's going to happen. If you dare... You know, to take away a value option like Monte Carlo, then you know what's going to happen is that properties around you like one of those properties is going to going to suck it up. They're like, well, fuck it. We need these people. They're not going to pay to be here. Or they're going to do what some other properties have had to do. Like going, well, we thought we could charge this much, but no, nah, we can't. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. Whatever. I saw, oh, I know what it was. I got an email, a total rewards email uh, yesterday. And it was some sort of magazine, like online magazine, and I'm flipping through it. And, you know, they've got some pictures of hotel rooms at, at Caesars, and they had a picture of the the link room that's got the bunk beds in it. Yeah. And then they show some rooms, you know, maybe down in Tunica, out in Atlantic City, things like that. And they show this one particular picture. And I thought, wow, that's, that's a really good looking room. I wonder what, you know, I wonder if that's in Joliet or is that out in California. It was Harrah's Las Vegas. Right. Apparently, they've put some real money into the hotel rooms at Harrah's Las Vegas. And, you know, the only time I've ever stayed at Harrah's was during the original, the initial Vegas vacation trip. Which, to be fair,
3: the what, what has happened to Link? And Well, actually, let's, it's not Link. It's Cromwell primarily what has happened to cromwell has caused flamingo harrahs and as you said tony link has been recalibrated you know to to reasonable rates what happened is like listen you want to crank up the rates of cromwell well that means i don't care how much money you put into arrows and flamingo they're going down because people need to stay places and they're not going to fucking pay for them if you're going to make them ridiculous so right. invest your money doesn't matter Room rates are going down fuckers
2: i find Go that on. interesting though that harris is reinvested in all their rooms well think
3: about it. they've re- reinvested in the space we talked about the uh, Fulton street i um, impressed we were with that
2: oh well, yeah but interesting
3: <laughs> you're just thinking about the last couple of rooms we've had like why haven't we been in any of those
2: rooms <laughs> well no it's not that I, I i'm still just like you want to stay at harris no no i don't right honestly i'm staying
3: overnight because yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean just during the day right eat? Sure, <laughs> do we have no, access they? to every uh,
3: other thing Better not
2: the pool, but the okay, pool. yeah. They,
0: they can't fix that. <laughs>
2: anyway. Alright, well, I'll tell you what, let's move
0: into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Vegas Eater has reported that Bar Massa at Aria will not close on July 31st as originally reported, but will continue to operate until Monday, October 31st. Chef Masa Takayama has had a restaurant since Aria opened in 2009. However, the initial concept, Shabu, was replaced in 2012 with Bar Masa, a.k.a. Tetsu Top and Grill. No word yet on the open space that they're going to have. He fucking crushed the pronunciation on that. I am so proud of you. It helps when I have alcohol. My mouth doesn't work quite as well. (laughs) So...
2: As one would expect, MGM is reporting higher profits in the second quarter, due in large part to the sale of the Crystal Shopping Mall, specifically due to $406 million. In truth, gaming is down in the second quarter by
3: 9%. Police arrested an armed robbery suspect after a high-speed chase that resulted in the suspect crashing his vehicle into landscaping on Sands Avenue, at which point he led police on a foot chase before finally being taken into custody at Encore. While the suspect did fire on police during the car chase, no one was injured.
2: See, perfect example of the cops know when to be restrained. Every every other cop in the country is, like, shooting people early. The Vegas police are like, he's just drunk or hammered. He's not... <laughs> He's not gonna hit I us. Know, it's kind
3: of unfair in just, that market. Come like on, God, Dick, guys, idiot.
2: They're used to it all let the time. No idiot! You get the small town, someplace you're like holy shit, what's we happening? This like go. He could be super
3: drunk and strength. You don't know, like it's. He's gonna be fine. Yeah, you
2: know, the biggest cop's like, okay, we got another one. Let, it's bang bang, it's not gonna hit us. It's kind of like a
3: kid run. or a dog. Just let him run the energy out of him. Like <laughs> let him run, let him run. He's fine.
2: only got so many bullets. Yeah. Let's see how long it takes. <laughs>
3: There's no way this guy can aim for shit right now. We're all going to be fine.
2: Uh, (laughs) Sorry.
0: No, it's good. Vegas Bright is reporting that Cosmopolitan has added even more new LED signage, this time on its southeast corner below its signature marquee signage. The same signage Aria straight ripped off and just made much larger, showing us all just how small their dick is and accomplishing one of the largest manzies in history. I believe it is the largest.
3: I believe it is. I got to say, I don't, it's very subtle what they're doing. Like, I don't know if it's worth the investment they're making, but have you noticed that, like, uh, the old surrounding Cosmopol, like on the very top of the towers, the very surrounding where it used to just have like the C's, like the various C's. Yeah. Now it's all LED. They're doing little dancey things. Now now on this, you do have around by that marquee, literally around the the top of, of the building before it gets to the pool. Now it's all little LEDs on the corner. like going, I, I appreciate the effort you guys are making.
0: I just don't know if it's worth the investment you're putting into it. Hey, I hope that and I mean this sincerely, I hope it means that the Cosmo is making so much fucking money that they're like, what are we going to do with all of this? I got an idea. Let's just blow it on these crazy little LEDs up at the top where no one's ever going to see it. Well, it is Blackstone.
3: They're one of those
0: juggernaut fucking companies that are like going, we own the majority of the world. Yeah. We'll make this work. No, right. we'll, we'll spend money this way. This will be a fun one. Why not? Thing. It's, a, it's a lot like when you used to have the cheat code to Sims <laughs> and you had more money than you knew it to do. No.
1: <laughs> That's
0: brilliant. It is kind of like that. Like going,
3: hey, guys, let's put all this in. And I'm like, can we afford that? We're Blackstone.
0: Right? <laughs> like, oh, sorry. And, My bad. And when necessary, we'll just up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A-B-A, start, and we'll have... <laughs>
2: <laughs> you and I don't think that was Sims. That, that was now, Contra. That's the most saying, famous cheat code that's in the history back, of cheat codes. I was say. That wasn't
3: Sims. The most famous.
2: In the lamest Why the Fuck Even Bother news, Eater Vegas is reporting that the recently announced... Redneck Riviera, Nashville-style honky-tonk bar opening this December in the Bally's Grand Bazaar, located right above Wahlburgers, will be nothing more than a bar. However, you will be able to order food from Wahlburgers downstairs and have it delivered. Talk about Bally's putting
3: all their fucking eggs in one fucking basket. I mean, we don't... I hope... Wahlburgers is good. I mean, I, I, I've I've kind of lost my taste for the show, but I I, I appreciate the concept, and I, I I'm really looking forward to trying trying the food. Supposedly there.
2: there's one coming to Memphis.
3: I, I I'm looking forward to, to trying trying their burgers, but um. My God, we for this we, this we, red, we've said about it. It's redneck Riviera so fucking dumb. Is so only
2: going to be a bar and not have any food yeah. at all.
3: And that they're going to be so lazy, like going, but you can get Wahlburgers downstairs. Bring it up
2: for you. I, like, I'm sure they're not. The servers aren't actually gonna 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 talk say, like
0: that. <laughs> you really going to talk like that?
3: Hold, hold on, on, hold on. It is. I, it is the red neck Riviera, and I think that is the accurate uh, accent for a redneck. Oh, it is. Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm just, I'm just hoping and praying the servers don't <laughs> have that accent. We should
3: go and be super dicks by going. What kind of shitty accent is that? That's clearly like, look, not red. Ri-
2: I live in Memphis. And, I know, right? And y'all should at least be talking like this. Right. Yeah, no.
3: Not only is this not the Riviera, this is clearly not a redneck Riviera.
0: That's awesome. You guys should be going and be like, so you got any coon stew? <laughs> <laughs> no?
3: Possum nuggets? Uh, no? <laughs> What kind of, of kind redneck of... Riviera is this? Exactly. The best thing is you,
2: you need to ask her, don't you have any hot lips? Right. Uh, and, and they're going to look at you like, what the fuck are hot lips? If if you were from the redneck Riviera, you'd know. Oh, y'all, this is bullshit. <laughs> this whole place ain't redneck
0: at all. Hey, <laughs> Hey, Brandine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. We're going to get more hate mail. We're
3: not getting a over shit. It's called a sense of humor.
2: Sense, (laughs) sense
3: that we are making jokes. Sense the humor. Sense it. Um. While it further supports that Vegas is no longer the social pioneer they used to be, at least it didn't take the U.S. Supreme Court to get them to move forward with the legislation of legalizing recreational marijuana. The issue will be on their November ballot, not more than two years after they legalize the drug for medical use. We called this. We called this day one. Like, oh, medical use. That's adorable. How long is it going to be recreational?
1: Great.
0: As previously speculated by many, Absinthe and Cosmopolitan announced that the production will relocate to their Rose Rabbit Lies space after they close up shop in their tent in front of Caesar's Palace plans are to, quote, reimagine the space that was formerly home to Vegas Nocturne, Spiegel World's former other show in Vegas.
2: Battle Vegas reported that both Nacho Daddy at the Miracle Mile shops at Planet Hollywood, Harmonside, Side, and Libertine Social at Mandalay Bay are now open. The Nacho Daddy on the Strip is reported as being significantly larger than its downtown location, taking up occupancy in the part of the space formerly home to Crave.
3: I've been to Crave before. And it's so funny. Like, you look at that space, you're like, holy shit, that is kind of exactly Crave. <laughs>
2: like, Which is kind of scary, because you told me some of the stuff that was happening at Crave. And well,
3: okay, I mean, but clearly they don't have that going on there. But, I mean, I'm looking at the space going, oh, my God, that's where the bar
2: was. Oh, my God, I see Crave. <laughs> I, I just I just want them to have cleaned it very I, well.
3: I, I have to believe Nacho Daddy <laughs> cleaned it. <laughs> After announcing it would be closing on September 30th, it was announced that Showstoppers... Due to the outpouring of enthusiasm and support for the musical Spectacular, will run through the end of 2016, then close.
0: Yeah, I still don't intend on going to see it. I know. I, I'm, not, I'm not rushing. I'm like,
3: Karen, we have to get there in time. We're going to uh, see they're uh, going to close Showstoppers. Hurry. 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 we got to do a quick, impromptu trip.
0: No one cares. I know. Yeah. How about this? Unceremoniously, Smashburger has taken over the space formerly home to the Whopper Bar at Rio. <laughs> gotta be honest, I'm surprised it took
3: that long. I remember when they announced Whopper Bar, I'm like, so we're gonna do this for three weeks? Is that
0: what we're gonna do it for? <laughs> so you want a beer to go with that Whopper? Right. Oh, that's. Is, is that not really what the concept was
3: all along?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, it always floors me when people buy alcohol at the restaurant. I mean, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth like any good lawyer because on the one hand, I'm going to say it makes no damn sense that you would go to some of these places and get alcohol at the restaurant like the Denny's. You know, Karen, you had mentioned a little earlier about Denny's being so popular and that makes sense because they serve alcohol at that particular Denny's. To go to a, a Burger King and, and be like, yeah, I'm going to buy a Whopper and I'd like to, a beer to go with that when there's all sorts of free beer 13 steps away when we get out on the casino (laughs) floor. I agree. (laughs) But alternatively, I'm the same guy that when I go to like that wonderful, uh, what is it? Tender, I believe, is the steakhouse at Luxor. Yes. And, you know, when Jen and I would get steak, of course we're going to get a bottle of wine to go with our, you know, to go with our steak. So uh, it's, it's, I, I, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I I was surprised that it lasted as long as it did. <laughs> this, the the walk bar. Right.
3: And lastly, 88 Holdings and Rank Group offered to purchase sports gaming giant William Hill for 4.2 billion dollars. When that offer was rejected, 88 Holdings reapproached them with the same concept, however using the word merger william hill has <laughs> until august 21st to respond and at least in the article that i, I most recently read they're now slightly entertaining it's like all right it's no takeover <laughs> so-
0: well i think that says a lot about what william hill is doing when someone will initially say we're going to go ahead and buy you for $4.2 billion. And William Hill goes, mm, you're cute, and, you know, pats him on the head. Yeah, right? <laughs> and okay. then they go, oh, oh okay, okay, Stay, save my money. Right. Let's be partners. Can I Let's give you $4.2 billion to be friends?
3: Like, all right, all right, let me think about it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So good for you, William Hill, that you can get $4.3 billion initially offered for your value and then going all of it. Because think about it, in a very real sense, all of a sudden, this 888 Holdings and Rank Group actually believe William Hill to be worth at least $8.4 million right. if they're willing to give Brilliant. $4.2 million to be partners. Oh, fair enough. Because they're yeah, only yeah. getting 50% of what is brought in every yeah. single year. Yeah, that's a good point. So, that's me watching Shark Tank. <laughs> Everything I know about business I learned from TV. <laughs> Uh, um, Anyway, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you are going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or really anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.vegas.com.
3: Karen has raised her hand enthusiastically yep. so she can announce <laughs> the first Tony screwed one. it
0: up.
2: No. No, no, you no, did no, it no, great. No, no, you did all no, 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 it's got
3: nothing to do with that. Karen likes the ass hat who leads I play this the, band.
2: I like the okay. band. Don't start. I, the
3: band is fine. I think the lead singer might be one of the largest douches on this oh, planet. Oh,
2: he, he's an egomaniac. There's no doubt yeah. about that, but...
0: Well then take it. Go ahead.
2: Thank you. So Disturbed is playing at the Joint of Hard Rock on Friday, September twenty third. Doors open at seven thirty PM and tickets start at forty five bucks.
3: And the guy's got an amazing voice. The band is great. He is just we saw him live once at a at a at a corn concert. We've seen him a couple times. He is just... no we've only seen him once. He is just a monstrous fucking egomaniac douchebag.
2: But but he is probably the second most interesting vocalist. Next to Jonathan Davis,
3: I just want him to hide behind can, a curtain. and then, sing, then make He can sing, he can scream,
2: he can growl, he can do all of it. That's what I. Love I, about I
3: don't him. disagree with you. I just I, I I hate him to his
0: core.
2: Okay, so that's well, one.
0: okay, but be specific, Mark. I mean, what what does he do or say or how does he act and in what way makes him? Oh no my logistic. god, he's no, an absolute oh, oh, egomaniac. No, like like he,
2: is. he
3: was. He went through this whole thing uh, like at the concert we were talking about, like you know something about. You are disturbed. You are girl tell us, you love... Uh, like, it was It was a really weird messianic bullshit that he was going through, like, like, praise us, like, all right, I bl- really kind of like your music, but I really <laughs> don't like you anymore. And, and
2: he's done other stuff in the media that he he is a huge egomaniac. He
3: used to be he really, really into what, Judaism. Like, he was he was a practicing uh, a rabbi or some shit like that. I don't Whatever remember that. Whatever it was, that, he was but... super into religion, and now he's super not, and now he's super, like, anti... I, it's so it's 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 They're, not even clear
2: their biggest hit right now which i find very interesting is they did a cover of sound of silence by um
3: the, sound, the uh, paul simon
2: yeah
0: yeah simon gone simon gone yeah.
2: which is an amazing cover, but he, he's an amazing vocalist. Fact and it's is, a great band. He's just fact a fucking is, idiot. He had to cover somebody else's because they haven't had a major hit in years.
3: Although to be fair, they've had good songs. They just oh, they haven't have. had commercial success. In oh, quite absolutely. Some time.
2: He's a phenomenal vocalist. So
3: Although, the sad thing is, is uh, uh, some, several of our listeners told us while they were insanely impressed with Corn on their most recent tour, not so much disturbed was Disturb. with them, and they're like phoned it in, like really? so insanely disappointed, like on. Why though? Because that's a tour I, I,
2: I would have been in heaven. Corn yeah, and disturbed on shirt, one yeah. turret, I would have been so happy. Yeah. But sorry, long tangent. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Allison Chains are performing at the joint at the Hard Rock Saturday, October first. Doors open at seven PM and tickets start at forty dollars. Nick Swartzen,
3: or Swordson, I never do that right. Is performing at the Mirage Friday, October seventh. Show starts at ten PM. Tickets start at fifty dollars. I totally see Nick. He cracks me up.
2: I have no idea who he is.
3: You would if you saw him. I can't describe or give you a point of reference, but Nick's
2: funny. All right. The 2016 iHeart Radio Music Festival will be at T Mobile Arena Friday and Saturday, September 23rd and 24th. Friday's lineup includes U2, Drake, Sia, 21 Pilots, and more. Saturday's lineup includes singers Sting, Usher, Britney Spears, Pitbull, Ariana Grande. Tears for Fears, and more. You
3: notice how that? that was a little longer? I'm like, oh, Tears for Fears.
2: <laughs> I noticed that on there. I'm like, oh, But right. <laughs> probably, probably everyone I've, else going is like, who? I failed
3: early on day one, and I'm like, oh, Tears for Fears.
2: <laughs> and then shows start at 7 p.m., and tickets start at 150 bucks.
0: You know, that's wild. I, I kind of lump... Tears for Fears in with um, Duran Duran. That's fair. All of a sudden, totally these 80s fair. groups are having this huge resurgence 35 years later. We're both of
2: them were chug man. Because some of them actually were really good.
0: They're, yeah, they are insanely talented. And they unfortunately got lost in
3: decades in and changing I, I music. To,
2: well, actually, this actually came up recently in the car. So I have um, uh, the satellite radio in my car. Yeah. I am now listening more to the 80s and 90s stations. Than I am the current stuff because right. for some reason current music is driving me crazy like it's so awful and bad, but the <laughs> wow. 80s and 90s I'm like, hey this is really good. I so mean, there's a couple because I love. Well, no, yeah. I love. Like I'm looking at this <laughs> yeah. Sia. I love Sia. I would love Sia, to see her. She's awesome. Does she perform live? She does, but With she has giant, the uh, the wig over her face. Wager. Yeah, but she does. She performs live. I would love to see her. I, I see think her she's phenomenal. There. There's a couple that are good, but for the most part, I'm like, "Eh, maybe it's just the stations. I feel like they're playing the same goddamn songs over and over. So I've kind of flipped back to the 80s and 90s, and there's so many good songs that they're playing on those. So when I see, like, Tears and Fears, I'm like, I would totally see Because they're going to play all the songs I know because they don't have anything new.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. This is 100% my wheelhouse. This is my high school right here. (laughs) Keith Sweat. Drew Hill, well, I guess not high school, high school, college. Yeah. Key Sweat, Drew Hill, and Genuine are performing at the joint at Hard Rock Saturday, November 19th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $30. Yes, listeners, I started out as a hardcore R&B and hip-hop lover. Yes, And did. went to many, many concerts of theirs and discovered, uh, I, okay, it, it, the evolution, I, I came to corn, but discovered rock music and saw them live like, these are infinitely better than the R&B (laughs) grooves shit that I've seen. (laughs) Hip-hop and rap annoys me live. I'm not going to lie to you. Them and eight of their friends singing the exact same
2: thing annoys the shit out of me.
3: I would like to hear the artists that actually fucking did the shit.
2: (laughs) Tony's like, wait, what are you talking about? Concerts? Who? What?
0: Uh, right. I've never heard of these people. Right. <laughs> Do you Mr. Mean- Hill, tell me about your music. Yeah, so you mean, you mean in, in karaoke concerts is what you're saying?
2: No, because karaoke <laughs> concerts actually sing.
0: Right. right. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I like genuine wine. It's got the word wine in it. <laughs> and I you assume imagine- it's
3: quality because it says genuine before it. Is. Yeah. Genuine
1: wine.
0: All right, Van Morrison is performing at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace, Friday and Saturday, January 13th and 14th. Show start at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $57. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on in our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's move on to the river. <laughs> Starting off, we had a few PayPal donations. Yes, we had
3: some from Andrew McQuarrie and Sean DeWitt, and Andrew added a message. He said, Kate and I wanted to send you a karma donation for our weekend trip. Karma donations, as it has been mathematically proven, always work unequivocally.
2: I, I just want to hear how it went.
3: Oh, I know, right? Yeah, can we get an update on that, Andrew I would and love Kate? one. Yeah. Please
2: send us an update. Absolutely.
3: But he said, uh, thanks for a great show. Well, thank you. We know we do a great show, and I appreciate that you acknowledge that.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> if you want a refund, Andrew.
2: <laughs> no, refunds. no refunds on karma donations. Right? That's right. <laughs> Th-
3: thank you, both Andrew and Sean. Uh, anytime we get, we, we've said it 8 billion times, but I'll yeah. say it again. Uh, straight up uh, donations are always incredibly humbling. So thank you.
0: Thank you. How about some listener feedback? We have a uh, Twitter poll that you did.
3: Yeah, I'm going to need some help on this. So uh, why don't why not I tell you what the Twitter poll is, and then and then you tell me what the results were, Tony?
0: Okay, okay. I'm what right. about me? Oh, uh, oh we'll, take we'll take turns. We'll
3: take turns. We'll take turns. Tony has the first one. Is that Fine. fair? All right, all right, all right. So the first Twitter poll we had is: Would you like the 360 Vegas podcast to start doing a semi-regular live show
0: on UStream, say once a month? Result. of you are complete assholes because the proper answer was yes, we always want a live show with you guys. Instead, only 84 said it. Nice. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. I thought it was. Tony was underwhelmed.
2: 84% were like, yes, do a live show. What?
0: No, here's what objection Do the 16% half. You do nothing more. If you don't want to engage in the actual live show, you just listen to the podcast you don't like you usually we're do. We're
3: asking for feedback. You're discouraging feedback.
0: I will on. ridicule you if you don't give the answer that I want you to
3: give. Oh,
2: right, well, that's no, no, no. fair, so but don't
3: listen to Tony. We want to hear that you don't want things. So hold on a
2: second. From some of these listeners' standpoint, the number one might not be able to listen to a live show and may be concerned that doing a live show will delay the regular show being issued yeah, so weird. that they can listen to it when they want to. Those folks are going to say no.
0: I always Objection, Your Honor. Facts, <laughs> not evidence.
3: While I love Tony's response, <laughs> I always want negative and positive feedback. Come on. How often have we shared hate mail on the show? I love hate mail.
2: <laughs> we, we've had some interesting discussions about it. All right. But I don't, for the record... I don't share Tony's vehemence towards the folks that said no.
0: Well, well, no, it gets better. The best part is I'm going. I'm such a hypocrite, but but we're getting to it. We're getting to it. <laughs> right. All right, all right. All right. So after that poll,
3: we asked for those of you that want a monthly live show on UStream, when would you prefer that it happens? We offered the first, second, third, or fourth Friday of the month, and the results were uh,
2: they have no fucking clue. Yeah. So first Friday. <laughs> Actually received the most, which was 41%. Uh, second Friday was 23%. Third Friday was 17%. And fourth Friday was 19%. So if you had to look for an overwhelming favorite, it would have been to do it on the first Friday of the month.
3: It just made sense. It was just a general easy thing to remember. Like, first Friday. Whatever.
2: Live show. Woo. Yeah. And then lastly,
3: I think it was lastly. Yeah, it was lastly. Then we asked for our monthly live show. See how we were leading into it. <laughs> What time would you like us to start? 7 or 8 Central? Tony, what did they say? 80% capriciously picked 8 p.m. Central Time. Which we, we thought would make sense when you consider that uh, uh, Pacific Time would be involved. And we're like, hey, I'm just fucking getting off work. Dude, Late for the yeah. East
2: Coasters, but yeah. If they had a life. So, <laughs> if they're going to listen to our live show. So they this is don't. clearly
3: leading towards something, right? I mean, we, we reached out to you guys. We're trying to get some feedback. And after all this feedback, we are prepared to announce that we are not going to do a live show regularly on Ustream. And I think Tony most appropriately helped me to understand why, Tony. Why don't you share that with them?
0: Well, we think that um, that they're special, these live shows that we totally do. Agree. And if we were to make them a regular thing, we're just afraid that they would be less special. Don't you but, think, you know Don't you think oh, they would sorry. be? Oh, absolutely! It it completely diminishes the value of what the because here's what r- would realistically happen. The listeners would be like, "Oh, oh yeah, it's the first month, uh, first Friday of the
3: month, right, or whatever." You get kind you know, of mundane and, and lame. Like, can I just DVR this? Like, well, I right. mean, it was originally a, a podcast, so yeah, I guess you could. Well,
2: yeah, you just wait till it comes out right. live.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, so Mark's, no, I... meet,
2: Mark's looking at me. Mark's looking at me. Like, Don't you think? Don't you think it? He's waiting for me to go. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think. Here's the thing. I am happy to not do regular live shows because I have to watch the chat and listen to you guys and try to be involved. And Mark always yells at me. He's like, she's watching chat. I'm like, this is my job. <laughs> so I'm happy to not have more than one job. And it. this is going to sound weird. The other reason, I love chatting with folks. It's a lot of fun. But there's also something fun for me about just getting together with Tony and chatting about Vegas and, and doing all that. so Just
3: friends getting together going, let's fucking
2: talk, man. Yeah. Let's have fun. I, I would hate to make it a regular, okay, once a month, it's a live show night, and no matter what's going on, because at least now, I'll be honest, at least now if I'm saying, I had a shitty week, I don't want to talk to anybody, I don't care if it's Tony, and we can call it off and say no. If it's the first Friday of the month that we always do the live show, and we don't want to do it, then it's like, fuck, what do we do now? So I, I, I just, I like them randomly... I think we might want to put them out a little more often in advance, but I, I'm good with not making it a regular thing.
3: I, I, I'm with you. And, I mean, that being said, clearly you guys want more of them. And, and now that we know that, we will honestly make more of an effort. If, if we can, you know, we're like, hey, you guys want to do a live one? All right, let's, let's fucking promote it. Let's do it. But yeah, I do. And to be honest, when we, st- when we went into this, I fully thought. Oh, shit, we're going to start doing a regular one. And it was like the more we thought about it and we're like going, uh, like like Tony brought some really interesting points and Karen. And, uh, like like you, you get to reflect on these things. Like I get that they want it, but I'm like, what if I don't want it? What if I don't want to do it? What if I'm like, I don't feel like doing a live one. I'm like going, well, fuck you. It's free, dick. What I, mean, what I, I don't feel like doing mm-hmm. it. You know, so it, it's. Clearly, we get you guys want to do more of it, and we love doing them, so we will make more of an effort to do them. However, we will not make a regularly scheduled live show. But that being said, thanks so much for the feedback, <laughs> and, and and don't be discouraged <laughs> in providing more of it.
2: <laughs> Believe me, we thought about it. We appreciate oh, it. Of
3: course, we thought about it. At the end
2: of the day, we weighed it with what we wanted to do. <laughs> so. But we had
3: one more fun one that I forgot about, and I cannot wait wait to hear both of your feedback on this because I've had an opinion about this day one. Per at Mike for the win, what will be slash is more annoying? Strollers on the strip or Pokemon Go players in Vegas? Now, the poll said 60% per- 62% said strollers on the strip would be more annoying. I would like to know, Karen, what you think would be more annoying and why.
2: So, I have to preface this with I I understand what the whole Pokemon Go thing is. I think it's stupid. I don't get it. I have not been...
3: Like it's a cute idea. I'm afraid of it. It
2: it is a cute idea, but I I don't... I I haven't been in a place where it's been an issue. So in my mind, because I haven't dealt with stupid people walking into me or traffic or down a manhole because they're playing Pokemon Go. Oh, that'd
3: be hilarious.
2: (laughs) I'm still voting for strollers on the strip is more annoying. Okay. Because I... I, I yeah, I'm going to stop there. Okay.
3: Tony, what about you?
0: I'm going to go ahead and say Pokemon Go. And why? I'll tell you why. All right. <laughs> there is nothing worse than the completely clueless, self-absorbed Vegas tourist who has absolutely no concept of other people around them who will be walking 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 Ooh, they see something that interests them they come to a dead ass stop right on the middle of the strip or right in the middle of the casino and you damn near walk right into them because they came to an abrupt stop in front of you
2: so walk into them
0: uh, well,
3: oh, I fight that desire every single bingo. fucking trip.
0: Exactly. Mark, I'm in the same boat as you are. I think to myself, oh, all oh, I would really need Clearly to do is Neither one of my... us were
3: paying attention. Oh, did I knock yep. you on your fucking ass? My bad.
0: Yep. Or was yep. it yours? Possibly both of ours. and that's exactly what it is the problem is you know who it usually is it's some sweet little old lady who's walking and and she's so excited and she's probably shitting her pants anyway so you don't you gotta be nice to them and you don't just walk into them and knock them over so they break a hip no okay no Uh, i agree (laughs) well thank god because that'd be weird like no no, I aim for the ones with. Oh, the I walk, go for the they're hips, the least steady. I'm like Karen,
3: Karen, Karen. Hips, hips at ten
0: o'clock. Hips at ten. Watch clock. this. Know, 10. Watch this. <laughs> the, the, you can tell the one's been replaced. Let's help her out on the second
2: one. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry if they're the ones that are playing Pokemon Go on top of it. Oh, I'm, I'm totally just. Well, but
0: that, that's <laughs> where I start opening manhole covers. <laughs> there's where the the the, the trick is going to be. Karen is so you've got these. 18, 19, 22 year old hipster douchebags who come to a complete ass stop because they're playing Pokemon Go. I don't feel nearly as bad as hip checking the shit into them in, you know, <laughs> through three casino pits later. I, I don't know. The problem is they, they
2: might have important. retribution. And they're 18, 19, 20, okay, even 21, 22 if and they're legal to gamble. That's still legal.
3: I assure you they're going to get distracted by their Pokemon Go again. Like, no, but I... Did I like, oh, my God, there's a Pokemon over there. There's a Pokemon over there.
2: I Yeah, but I'm, I'm worried more about the 21, 22-year-old mm. assholes distracted by it that we hip-check that all of a sudden go, you old fuck, and then punches in the face. That's...
0: No. Karen, they're going to no? be wearing their little skinny jeans. They won't be able to run fast enough. <laughs> they'll f- hug themselves. <laughs> All right, all right. Lastly, lastly, let's get into some emails.
3: Hold on, I never got my fucking uh, opinion on this.
0: Oh, fuck, you've always got something to say. I
1: you know, thought
3: we did. But the great point about I, it is, yeah. totally 100% agree with Tony. That's exactly the entire point I was going to make. I, I 100% think that Pokemon Go would be more annoying simply because kids in strollers aren't fucking running into me or aren't stopping, so I run right the fuck into them.
2: I, I'll be interested to see you next time we're there. What it ends up being.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I, I got to imagine by the time we get back out there, Pokemon Go is going to be long since. I, right. I, I hope so. Long totally long lame so. by that point. I hope so. Cool. All right, Mark uh, or Karen, who wants to read the? Oh, I think email? Karen has to answer for herself, <laughs> and she needs to read this email. <laughs> All right, so Karen, let me let me lead you into it. I appreciate. We got, it. we got an email response from our buddy. West Texas Sean who had uh, emailed in about the quote unquote Dirty Vegas reference.
3: No, no, no. He, had, he hadn't he no. emailed in. It was a uh, an iTunes review. That's my bad. I didn't preface that oh. properly. He replied because Karen read, uh, because we read his iTunes review and Karen was quite um, mean about it. So Karen, you, okay, you answer wait, for yourself. Here's
1: the
2: worst part. You answer for yourself. Hold on. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, what the hell did I say? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sure that I'm going to deserve a big part of it. Do you, do you have this, any idea how
3: many times I, I get replies from friends of the show that are like going, well, I think, you know, so-and-so is a little hard on this. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they were drunk being a smartass. Just relax.
2: <laughs> yeah, but now, now you have to tell me what episode this was because I'm going to have to go back and listen to sure it. are you sure it will take you
3: no time to no, remember? No,
2: honestly, I've been reading through it and I'm like, I, I don't know what I said.
3: You know what's funny? I replied to him and I go, I'm pretty sure she was just drunk.
2: So I should apparently apologize up front. Okay. So Dirty Vegas, aka West Texas Sean. Finally got the opportunity to listen to the Rise of the Idiots episode today.
3: And I heard what Karen said.
2: Which should have been my first clue that, oh shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> When, lo and behold, I received the pleasant surprise of being bestowed with the reviewer of the week honor. Oh, there you go. You guys were in unusual form and added a bit of levity (laughs) to an otherwise humdrum day. A.K.A.
3: AKA Hammered. Yeah,
2: (laughs) drunk and stupid. All right. And God bless him. He spelled my name right, so I appreciate that.
3: (laughs) Karen Karen, a.k.a bitch. <laughs>
2: Hold on. He
3: didn't say that. I'm being a smart ass. Say that. I,
2: he didn't say that. I'm being a
3: smart ass. You
2: wanted to call me bitch apparently for some reason, so I, that's fine. No, whatever. No, no, no. Just, just tell me when you're mad at me you're and pissed so off. You're so
3: hung up on silly words like bitch and cunt. No. You guys don't have a problem with that. What call I don't whatever under, you want.
2: What I don't understand is why you felt the need to insert yourself and call me, insert the bitch reference when he was already very clear about what he because thought about what I had to say. Why
3: at the beginning of the show, I'm like, so we're back together again because so I'm like, what would be the most inappropriate thing to do right now? Oh, it would be to do that.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, it, it annoyed me, so stop <laughs> That's it. That's clear. And Which makes you happy.
3: <laughs> for some odd reason that I can't explain. So again,
2: thank you for spelling my name correctly, <laughs> but Karen was a little harsh on my choice of NOLA as a destination over Vegas in 2015. But she can be rest assured that even though the wife and I did spend some intoxicatingly good times on Bourbon Street, we also enjoyed some of the finer things the Big Easy has to offer, such as food and music. Don't get me wrong, New Orleans is not Vegas, and that's why we are so pumped to be returning for our favorite destination in October. I, and that's why I have to go back and figure out, was I that bad? I thought you were a bit hard. I'm sorry if I was. But I, I couldn't compare the two. To me, there's no comparison. And you made but, it clear. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <sighs> okay. It will be the 10th overall time for each of us and 7th together. Wow. The numbers matched up. That's a good thing. It's cute. You hate to have somebody have a number higher or lower than the other.
0: Oh, some simpatico.
2: <laughs> Our first... <trip laughs> Our first trip together was in October of 2010, and we immediately realized how much we loved the city, and after a couple of follow-up trips, we decided that Vegas was a place that we wanted to get married. Aww. In October of 2012, we tied the knot at Planet Hollywood with 70-plus family members and friends there to celebrate one hell of an awesome week. So even though we haven't been since 2014, we will be able to make up for it this time with seven epic days in Vegas, part of which will fall on our anniversary. Hooray! I even talked the wife into splitting up the trip and finally letting me have a couple days on Fremont. So four nights at MGM Grand and then two nights at the Golden Nugget. Can Lugget.
3: you believe they went to New Orleans? And, and but they're like, oh, we're going to New Orleans, have a good time. But Fremont stream, we're not going to go to Fremont. <laughs> that place is dirty. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like, didn't say. I did not no, no, say no. it. But I didn't one, say it.
3: The reason I say it is if if you guys enjoy gambling. Fremont Street's going to blow your fucking mind. If you, uh, well, and you've already said you you enjoy New Orleans, which is hardcore drinking. If you enjoy drinking and gambling, it's going to blow your fucking mind. On Fremont Street. <laughs> Fremont so, Street's amazing.
2: All right. L- let me read through the rest right, of this, ahead, and, then, and then then I have an opinion to share. Fair. I mentioned your challenge of attending the next 360 Vegas vacation to my wife, Do and it. we both agreed Do it. it is something we should try to make happen. Oh, you so should you make just, it happen.
3: Don't try. You make it happen. So you
2: just might see us in May as we plan on getting back to our every six-month routine.
3: Goddamn right. Keep
2: up the great work, and I'm waiting for a Vintage Vegas episode about Bob Stupak. You know what?
3: I get the pressure you guys are putting <laughs> on me. <and> I, uh, <laughs> no, I appreciate it, and I promise you I have started one. But I can also promise sure you I've started about 20 of them, <laughs> and that's not even an
2: exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, trust me, folks, it's not. Yeah. It's, so, the one thing I do want to make clear, I love New Orleans. I, I have to go down there very frequently. There's a great part about that city that I love. For me, it's putting, and I, I'm going to have to go back and listen two, to what yeah. I said. Um, I, I wouldn't compare the two. I would, I would pick going to Vegas over New Orleans any day of the week, but I... I'm not upset if I have to go to New Orleans cuz there's so much the food down there I I'm fortunate to know a lot of good people down there, and so it, it's all great. You're so. unfortunate to know? No, I said, no, I'm fortunate well, to.
3: unfortunate.
2: <laughs> I am fortunate. Let, let me clarify then. I'm fortunate to know a lot of great people down there. I, I love the city. It's, yeah. it's a it's a city unlike any other I've ever been to. Because I, I think
3: the underlying truth is that you were like, who
2: can you compare the two? They're so completely different. I, I hope that's all it was, because i I I'm I thought sorry, you were harsh, harsh when you were doing it. I'm like, like going, she's
3: clearly hammered because you are sorry. insanely hard. I'm going to have to Because I even made the effort. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Relax. He's just telling you about it. He's going, I, I, you're just crazy. You're just going to be like, all right. but she's clearly and hammered, And I, I appreciate
2: him calling me out on it. And I really <laughs> apologize. I do want to go back and listen. I'm sure I'm going to be like, oh, dude, I, oh, I'm so sorry. Harsh.
3: Literally, how often do I be like, whoa? Whoa, Karen, come on. The guy just shared. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're, I don't think you ever girl. tell me whoa. So <laughs> I will apologize before hearing myself. Because obviously, yeah. But I, I love New- No, New Orleans is a great town. It really Especially is. Especially
3: food and ambiance. Oh, from food. Bourbon Street is probably the worst part of it. And oh, it's yes. still cool. It's still cool, but it's probably the worst part of it.
2: Tony, have I got you, a- have you been, ever been to New Orleans?
0: I have been one time. Uh, we went down uh, shocker on a Caesars Entertainment <laughs> junket, nice. Um, and uh, and That's we had gross. a very nice time. You know, it's not we have a hard time paying for alcohol when we can drink for free in Vegas, and so while I can see that, yeah, Bourbon Street is all about the drinking it's all about the drinking that you got to pay for yeah. so h- how is that any different than me going bar hopping in East Lansing which is a you know, has got a big 10 school and so the you know the bars are lined up one after the other and I, I, obviously there's a lot of huge fans of new orleans that are super offended that i just compared
3: it's public drinking tony that's a hundred percent what it is like yeah. one i can drink out in public oh my god i'm walking so the street. so you can go from one I'm bar to on the other cars drive with I'm, a, drink a drink in your hand look at this it's this so cool yeah same thing with beale street like on oh my god i'm out in public oh my god i'm walking down the street oh my god i have a beer i bet
2: nice lansing you can't take a beer from one bar to the other
0: no um, you you are discouraged from behaving like yeah, that, but no, and and that's that. 100% what it is. No,
2: that is, and honestly, on Bourbon Street, you can see and do things that you really well. I mean, that shouldn't yeah, do. Yeah, in that's other the places. thing
3: that, that <laughs> <laughs> we went on courage, but but that's their own.
2: that's a sad part to me. That's the worst part. People think about that as being New Orleans, and that's not what New Orleans is. Yeah. And and once you get out into some of the other areas and you spend time with the folks that live there and, and see, there's so much cool shit to do in New Orleans. So. I, I, for the record, I apologize if I was um, <laughs> shitty the last time around. You were you a bit
3: aggressive.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. It's really kind of cute. I'm going to blame it on the alcohol. Karen,
3: Karen, come on. He's just sharing his opinion with him. Just relax. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you're crazy. If you're going to mix two of them, I'm like,
2: all right. Well. So, so West, West Texas Sean, if you make it out um, to the next Vegas vacation, let me know. First round's on me, because uh, apparently I owe you an apology. And I.
0: And she's going to buy you a Hurricane. Right, so, all
2: right. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, w- I wouldn't buy those for anybody. That's too much sugar and hey, shit. Hurricane's it's so bad.
3: It. Oh,
1: favorite.
0: I uh, do want to, however, touch on a couple of things in his email about his Vegas and uh, lo- wedding and whatnot. Yeah. Sean, you and I, buddy, we're, were clearly uh, com- compadres here because my wife and I also got married out in Las Vegas. But one of the things that I needed to do to be able to talk my wife into being able to stay a couple of nights downtown was also get us a hotel room at the Golden Nugget. So you are doing that beautifully. The best way I found to get Jen to be open to the idea of staying a couple of times down on Fremont, at least for the very first time. Now we've stayed down there three or four times subsequent, but initially to at least, you know, be like, okay, okay, take a deep breath, here it comes, ready, is to have her stay at the Golden Nugget, which is so much like a strip casino hotel that she didn't really entirely notice that she wasn't actually on the strip. And so it's it's the same reason why I think you're doing a great idea of setting her up with Golden Nugget, let her see how much fun. Now, Jen loves uh, downtown, as much or maybe even more than the Strip because of how you can pop from Main Street Station yeah. over to California, into the Plaza, over to Golden Gate, next door to Binion's. I mean, it's just one one after another, after another, after another, not necessarily an option when you're on the Strip.
3: I gotta say, I think my pimp pan is stronger because uh, the first place I got Karen to stay uh, was Binion's. Oh, wow. <laughs>
2: Wait, wait. Ow. And then the second well, place. it was
3: Plaza, and then we didn't Pre- stay there for a good Plaza five years. Plaza pre-renovation. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was five years, three years maybe. What? It's It was a significant. Actually, we didn't go back until the D opened.
2: Until the D opened. <laughs> yeah. Because she was like, fuck this. Binion's this is the... was one thing. Plaza? Binion's was fine. No. To be honest, Binion's, Binions was, was fine. fine. There's
1: no problem with
3: Binion's.
2: I, I'm not sure why that one closed. Um, Plaza. I, I... One of
3: the worst hotel experience. Pre-renovation one of the worst hotel experiences yes. we've ever had in our entire lives. Yes.
2: It was terrifying. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't crawl did I didn't feel comfortable
3: taking my socks off in the room, mm-hmm. and I was slightly afraid of, if I had a black light, what I would see in that room.
2: It, <laughs> wow. It was
3: wow. I, I Ingenuine. I'm not even exaggerating. Again, we do all the time on this show. Pre-renovation.
2: Pre-renovation. Yeah, we, but we, that, I, I was like... Genuinely I, afraid. I don't even want to lay down on I'm top of I'm pretty sure I summers. woke up
3: relatively early because I'm like,
2: alright, I slept. I'm awake. We can get out of Bed.
3: Right. Right. i know no bed bugs on this guy all done now
2: yeah there was yeah. there was very little touching the floors i couldn't as wait to it get was...
3: It. i was uh, hands down one of the worst no bullshit. which top, is why
2: it took top you three
3: hotel experiences in my entire life that i'm like i will never fucking do it again <laughs>
2: and how many vegas trips did it get you to get me back downtown again
3: <laughs> the d the d took it that... the D's what got yeah. us in there and we the spent D time in there it. before we ended the up staying there.
0: The, the D did take the, it. The, the D gave it.
2: The <laughs> D, <laughs> D took it. It took it, you were like it
0: any rate, Sean, that was very, very gracious of you to send such a uh, nice email follow-up. And congratulations. I hope you guys have a great time in October. But with that, I guess uh, we might as well close it up. That's probably going to do it for episode 207. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so by going to the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates, which are Amazon, Caesar's Entertainment, tickets.accessvegas.com, Earth Limos, or you can just make a PayPal donation. Links to all of those can be found on the blog as well. You can buy merchandise from our store, which is Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas, and we, of course, do get a cut of those profits. Or you can help others find the show by leaving us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written, or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com.
3: Tony, where can our listeners find you? I am
0: at 360Vegas, Tony.
3: Karen.
2: At Karen, Mark.
3: You know where to find me, so until next time...